Hey guys, welcome back to the Elevate Podcast, a show where we bring you impactful insights, guest interviews, success stories, and much more. Make sure to stay connected on v3u.com. We're your hosts, Axel York and Eric Corbridge. Guys, make sure to check back with us regularly, stay up to date, get insider tips, really learn what it takes to get yourself to the next level. Follow us at V3Sales on the gram. And as always, remember, stay elevated. I'm here with uh, Peter McComber. Hey Peter, guys. Peter is our uh, sales training manager. What, what's your title? Your talent, talent development. Talent development manager. Talent development manager. Um, so thanks for coming on. Uh, guys, today we're going to be covering some, some tips on the doors, uh, basically how to approach uh, knocking this will be valuable content for uh, for any existing reps and and new reps as well. Uh, before we jump into that, uh, I, I want to do a quick intro on you. Cool. Um, for those of you that haven't had a chance to meet you, that don't know you yet. Um, so yeah, first off, how long you been with the company? I've been with V three now, a little over three years. So yeah, I'll awesome. say three years, beginning of the summer. Cool. Tell me. Uh, obviously, you could go in in a lot of depth here, but tell me a little bit about that journey. Oh, it's it's been a journey. I mean, it's it's probably not a whole lot different from what many reps are going through, though. Sure. Started out, saw a lot of potential, saw the opportunity, went out, worked hard, got my teeth kicked in. Yeah. And was uh, was able to push through it and just kind of keep going. And you know, I, for those that do know me, know that I've been been around for a while and you know, was able to run an office, manage an office for a couple of years. Now doing mm-hmm. this, so. I've seen seen the whole process from start to finish, what it looks like to go through the path of leadership as a rep, um, and I'm not anything special. I did mm-hmm. exactly what every other rep has to do. Sure. Knocked, and I, I didn't see quick success. I had to learn yeah. and figure out how this all works. Right. Just follow the formula. Follow the formula. Yep. Awesome. Um, how'd you how'd you get into sales? Was this was this your first foray into sales? No. Um, so I got started in sales. It's always been for me door to door, but my my older brother did door to door, primarily just like summer sales. You know, he'd go out for four to five months and sell alarms. He did alarms. He sold uh, satellite TV. He sold pest control. Um, he did it for he made a career out of it for you know fifteen years. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was starting college, he he called me up and I I had talked to him previously and said I'm going to come out for a summer. Right. And I went out, we went out to Chicago and I got my first taste of it. And nice. it was, I mean, it was long. It was hard. We were out there for like four and a half months and it okay. was six days a week. What time of year? Summer? Summer. Yeah. So we're, it's heat of the summer, long, hot days <sighs> and, you know, eight to 10 hour days, six mm-hmm. days a week. And it yeah. just kind of threw me to the gauntlet. Right. No training. My brother literally just dropped me off on a corner yeah. and said, I'll, I'll pick you up at 930 tonight. Yeah. I'm like, whoa what do I say? Right. So uh, yeah, it was, that's how I got started in it. And I just kind of, I had some quick success and I, mm-hmm. I fell in love with it. It's awesome. And just kept going. Yeah. That's how, that's how a lot of people get started in, in sales, right? It's just, they thrown in the deep end and let's see if you can learn how to swim. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, yeah, it's great that, uh, you know, as we're growing, we're just getting more, you know, more help like people, people like you, totally you know willing to yeah make that jump and just really help grow the company yeah and learning from you know eventually as i was out there you know i was able to feed off and 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 get info from from veterans out there right 
and seeing now what what helped me <coughs> and and what pushed me was was learning from that and mm-hmm. i had to do it on my own i had to go through it on my own but with that help from just a few veterans of just quick tips advice and stuff like that and that's what we hope to be able to provide to everybody here is what it takes but ultimately it comes yeah. down to you right yeah 100 percent. what are so i'm gonna i'm gonna totally put you on the spot here um hopefully you have a good answer oh dear what uh what are like some maybe like life lessons or just things that you've taken from you know from sales and specifically like door-to-door sales that have, have helped you out and, th- and that could be obviously you just moving into a new role um you know what's helped you out there personal life you know family friendships relationships whatever it might be you know I, there's a cut there's two things probably that stick out to me the most from learning and, and going through the door-to-door sales life the first one is quite literally you never know what's behind the door mm-hmm. right yeah and one of the things i had to learn was i have to control me and know what i'm doing on every single door and and in my personal life, I have to have me under control. Right. I never know what's going to happen in life. Same thing with, you know, on the doors. I don't know who's answering the door. Mm-hmm. You know, it could be my grandma. It could be, you know, some, I don't know, scary man. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing I, I've definitely learned is you never know what's going to be, you know, on the other side. But you just kind of approach each door and you just go for it. Right. Uh, the second big lesson that I, I've learned um is is it doesn't stop you know i yeah. hear a lot of reps talking about you know well you know eventually i'll be able to get off the doors <laughs> and and blah 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 but mm-hmm. the job of knocking doesn't stop you may not physically be knocking doors but it's it's going after every opportunity it's going after just seeking out the next you know how are you getting that success it yeah. keeps coming in my job now totally. It's still I'm still knocking doors, just not necessarily figure you know physically knocking all day every day. Sure, yeah. I mean, you yeah, you are still knocking a lot. I am still knocking day. a lot, correct? Yeah, with, but with even that, but. yeah, no, I I totally get what you're saying, and uh, yeah, I mean to, to to zoom out on that idea, just really like uh, more so what that door might embody, or, or what the doors or the knocking might embody for for some of these guys, um, is just like discomfort just uncomfortability totally and uh, you know there's a there's a quote that's basically like you can you engage the success of a person by how many uncomfortable conversations he or she is willing to have and that's that's so true so just being willing not just conversations but just circumstances like being willing to put yourself into that position and there's a ton of like cliches you know as it relates to that right like um and we it's a great quote but even uh in our, in our bathroom, you know, the comfort, um, growth doesn't happen in the comfort zone. Um, and there's no comfort in the growth no, zone. Yeah. You know, I actually just read a, a Winston Churchill quote that was similar to that. It was something to the effect of, you know, skill, you know, and, and what you've been given doesn't matter. It's the constant effort and what you're going to do with that constant effort that leads to your success. It's not mm-hmm. er, everything else is, it's going to happen. Right. But the constant effort, that persistence is what leads yeah. to overall growth and success 100 yeah, percent um well let's let's jump back i i want to know uh just a couple, couple more things uh one how did you get started with v3 you know that's a that's a good question i had a friend that worked for v3 um several years ago probably five or six years ago and i was actually selling solar hmm. um and he was he's was actually on the security side at that point okay 
And then I went back to school and I finished up college and I came back and was starting, you know, what I thought was my big boy job and, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And, and it was just not me. And so I started looking around for another job and, and honestly, it started out kind of like a temporary thing. I was like, you know oh, what? Yeah. I'm good at door to door. Maybe I'll just go do door to door sure. for, you know, another summer, so to speak, you know, another four over. or five months, make, you know, a good amount of money for the next little while. And then I can hit the job hunt hard during the winter. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and start off maybe the next the new year with a new job. And so I had ran into that same friend and I found out he was now on the solar side and he was still working at V3 and had nothing but awesome things to say. And later that day, I was actually cruising on LinkedIn and saw an ad for a, a job posting at, mm. at V3. Nice. So I was like, you know what, let's, let's go for it. Came, interviewed and, and had an awesome interview experience. Um, with a couple people at V3, Josh and Alec uh, being the main two. And I remember calling my brother that got me into sales and said, hey, I, I think I found it. I think I yeah. found a company that's worth working for long term. Uh, what started out as kind of like a temporary thing and my whole mindset was let's just do door to door for you know the months. Mm -hmm. It's now turned into you know, three years with really, you know, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. So it's awesome. Yeah. Good. Um, What's uh? What was that? What was that job? What was that that inner or that big boy job? Uh, I was going into retail management, so I was working uh, as part of uh, Sam's Club. Yeah, and I was just managing in their their stores. Okay. So, so, like you're, so you're yeah, not like active selling. No, I wasn't selling anything. I was just yeah. managing. I mean, I had managed a multi million dollar budget with 50, 60 people underneath me. Mm -hmm. Um. And it just wasn't at all. It wasn't fulfilling at all. Yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to go create something. Sure. And I had to like make an impact. My, it was like it, me working at Sam's Club was trying to fit a, a round, a round peg in a square hole. It right. Just, it didn't make sense. Yeah. Gotcha. And and just tell me. Um. And this is just something fun I like to do here. But what was, like, what was V three like when when you started? What what was <laughs> the, what was the landscape? Man, we were in a different office. We were, we were small. I think there was maybe only 15 or so sales reps. Yeah. We had, I kid you not, I think four OAs. Yeah. Maybe. Um, every lead like we half submitted. Like half OA, half like customer service. Yeah, half service everything else. Or, yeah. Um, I think there was one or two people that did any customer service related thing and setting up all installs and scheduling everything. Um, every lead we submitted was submitted as an in-home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you'd get it back within 15 minutes. It didn't matter if your appointment was next week. You just submit it as in-home because yeah. the always needed something to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, yeah, so there was probably 15 sales reps. So we were in the smaller office out in our Folsom office. Yep. Um, and, yeah, we were just starting. I remember the first time Eric mentioned a goal of 100 sales in a month, and we all thought it was that was huge. Yeah. Yeah, that was we were we were still a ways away from that. Totally. No, I I, I think I remember that point, and I because we used to, I think we would post the the previous month's sales like on on like a bulletin board. Mm -hmm. We didn't have fancy like TVs with no. KPIs and stuff, and and I remember you know uh, that that goal rolling out and like looking at the board, and I was like, all right, that's a that's yeah. a bold bold goal. We got some work to do. Yeah. Yeah, there yeah. was no training. There was it was kind of. It's kind of like how my brother got me started. It was, yeah. Here's where you're gonna knock, and right. 
let's go. Yeah, totally. Um, good stuff. Well, let's uh, let's change gears a little bit. I want to jump into just talking about the basically the the approach to knocking, and um, I, I want to start out with some practical. You know, given that you're the the you know talent development manager here, just some practical tips for these guys. Um, obviously, not not a, not a real in depth you know deep dive, but just kind of really surface level. Like, you know, here's some good quality you know uh, tips for you. Um, and and we had a little brainstorming session on this. I I know one of the things that we had talked about was just uh, that idea of like learning. You know, and what are yeah, what are your thoughts on that? What are what are yeah. some things that I, I want to hear kind of like what you liked to do on the doors um, or what you like to do on the doors. Obviously, that that changes once you, you know, get into any kind of like leadership position. Oh, definitely. But, you know, but as like a yeah fresh rep, I'll talk more to like my learning experience. Yeah. Um, and maybe if you could just before we do that, walk me through just like even your first 30, 60, 90 days and kind of what you had to do. Yeah. To become successful. And I'll, I'll, I'll speak to like what I'm talking about today is more like my 30, 60, 90 days at V3, what I did. Yeah. Um, not like just even getting started in door to door years ago, but you know, it, I treated coming into V3 basically brand new. I had, I had door to door experience, but I wiped all that away. Um, I took my ability to like work through objections and whatnot, but it was mm-hmm. totally different here. Sure. And so, you know, my first day. I treated, uh, this is how I treated the rest of, you know, my first three, four months was I got to my area. I knew where I was going to start. Um, right. And I get out of my car as soon as I could. And I put my phone on do not disturb and I start knocking. Yeah. I use an iPad to like keep track of all my doors and everything. Mm-hmm. And so. This is like pre-Spadio. This is, yeah, we were using rabbit. something called like, it was like Legion or something. Uh, like, I don't know. It was. Yeah, yeah. We've advanced. Yeah. We've advanced. <laughs> Came a long way. Um, But so that's all I needed. To really work, I had a piece of paper, mm-hmm. and I had my iPad to not to mark everything. Right. And so, my whole thing was, I just want to figure out how to get through the pitch. Mm-hmm. Like I was at a point where, like, if I can get some leads, that's great. But I don't even know how to get through this to a customer. Sure. And so, I kept track of a few things. I w- I always kept track of what objections I was getting. Yeah. And where I was getting them, um, and I just started knocking, and I'd keep track of that. I'd fill my time. Uh, in between doors especially like in your early you know like early afternoon when it's more dead time right um i would listen to a podcast or oftentimes my first little bit was between every single door i'd make my notes that i needed to make and i would go through my pitch again so i actually Mm -hmm. kept my pitch right in front of me the whole time i didn't read it to a customer on the door but you know i'd close my folder i start pitching them and then as soon as i finished that door i'd figure out where did i get stopped yeah um, or if I got through it, like, okay, why, why did that work that time? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of how I approached every single door. Yeah. It added a little bit of time for me, but if I could take 45 seconds extra on every door mm-hmm. and spend the next eight hours crafting my pitch, right. That was way better than me just walking around a neighborhood for eight hours totally. and hopefully yeah. getting my pitch out 10 or 12 yeah. times. Right. Well, that's kind of like what we talked about, um, Eric and I on the, the previous episode about, you know, we, we focus a lot on like developing, um, well, you know, setting expectations and developing an appetite for work. Um, but that idea of developing that appetite for learning, right. It it sounds like, like you, you had that coming in, like you, you knew that that's what it was going to take to figure it out and and succeed. I was with anything, you kind of have to, 
take that, you know, swallow that pill, so to speak, of just say like, hey, I know I can be good at this, mm-hmm. but I actually don't know anything yet. Yeah. And so it's okay to be there, right? right? Like I had to tell myself, hey, I came from doing door-to-door security and thinking that I was going to, you know, have this cushy salary job after college to kind of saying, no, I'm going to do this again. And I don't know what I'm doing really. Right. Um, but I was okay with being the kind of the, the low man on the totem pole. Right. So long as I knew that I was approaching it with an attitude and an, like the, the mindset of, yeah, I'm going to become the best at this. Yeah. Just having that opportunity. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. And you know, again, that's one of those ideas, right? You, you turn that corner and you're like, yeah, no, I, I, what I thought I wanted, I don't actually want, yeah. I don't, I don't want that, you know, that the, that's not a good idea, but yeah, f- I mean, for, for me, like one of the things that I did, it, it was, it was really similar, you know, and, and it's funny cause this is the first time we've ever had this conversation about like what, like when you were brand new on the doors, like what, you know, what did you do and, and what mentality did you have? And, and I had the same exact mentality. It was just that, like that walking into it, I actually had no previous sales experience. Um, so in, in my brain, I already knew like, Hey, I'm at a disadvantage. Like, and, and you said we had like 15 guys, you know, there's like six guys when, when I yeah. came in and it was like, okay, cool. I don't know if any of these guys can even sell, <laughs> but I know they can sell better than me. Cause I've never sold, you know, anything like professionally in, in my life. So you know, I, I committed to just working the the longest possible days that I could for for really like the first like three months, just just relentless. And then I would go home, you know, and I'd, I'd be pretty exhausted and I'd like jump on my computer and I'd watch, you know, YouTube videos on, on yeah. sales on Brian Tracy. Grant oh, we Cardone. did the same thing. Right. Yeah. And that was one of the reasons why I took the job at V3 was it was beginning of end of April, beginning of May that I started. Yeah. And I'm thinking in my head, like, well, if I was going to go sell and do like a summer sales gig, this is when I'd be starting. So right. like, let's just start and let's just treat it that way. Mm-hmm. And so I got out to the field, you know, days with correlation, whatever, you know, I, I was eating that stuff up. I was just taking all the notes I could to figure out how to sell this. Yeah. But man, I didn't leave area until I got people mad at me and I was like, totally. I was burning doors because they didn't yeah. want to talk to me anymore. Yeah. You know, it's summertime. It gets right. dark it's at like nine, we're trying nine to go thirty, to bed. and I'm I'm knocking doors after dark in the summertime at, at nine thirty at night. Yeah, and I'm just like, no, I I've, I've got to get. I spent hours. You know, get yeah. in your car every night, and you're just like salty and gross because right. you've been sweating the whole day. Yeah, and I didn't totally. feel an air conditioner unless I got in the house. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, and that's kind of that's part of the, <laughs> almost part of the allure to like just hammer because you're like i need to get in some ac like i'm burning up <laughs> yeah. let's go yeah i don't bring I, water i gotta find water that's right people. yeah 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 um i remember calling hillary actually and and asking her like how late can i be out here like <laughs> is there is there a rule is there like, a rule yeah. what do i get stopped at yeah. a certain point she's like um how late are you trying to be out there yeah late as i need to be um what are yeah what are some other things that uh you know that you that you did uh, or early on and, and let's just you know let's pretend we're looking at your time as and obviously the path to leadership was you know different slash non-existent at the time but up until you were like an assistant manager um you know when, when you had other you know other people on your team to worry about other responsibilities what were you doing as a rep when it was just me yeah i my day was pretty simple mm-hmm. i mean if i had correlation i was i was there but my morning times were for me i was 
in books, uh, YouTube, doing different things to kind of master that. I practiced yeah. a lot in front of a mirror. Yeah. I just recited it. I literally have, have woken myself up in the middle of my sleep, knocking like the wall of yeah. my room because I'm practicing my pitch in my sleep. Like that's how, yep. how insane it got. But to the day, you know, to day to day, it was, I had written on my mirror, my schedule and, and my goals. Mm -hmm. And I just like slowly fill up this, you know, graph that I had on my, my mirror. Mm -hmm. And I want to fill that up every single, I want to fill something of that every day. Yeah. And so I was in the field, um, you know, minimum, minimum six hours of knocking time every day. Yeah. You know, if I had appointments or whatever, I would go out earlier or whatever I needed to do. Those first, for me, it was like three or four months mm -hmm. of just solid time in the field, just yeah. knocking. And right. that was my job. You know, I, I spent 40 mm. plus hours working. Yeah. And it was, to me, working was in the field. It wasn't like, oh, I have to be at correlation. Right. Let's count that, that hour and a count. half that I was at the yeah. office as, as time. No, yeah. it was if I'm going to get good at this, mm -hmm. I'm the newbie here. I'm going to spend 40 hours in my office, which is, you know, these 10 streets or whatever I had in my hood. Right. And I was just knocking those for all week. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. What, uh, w one of the things that, uh, that I would do in between the, the doors and, and I don't know if you did this, but, um, I, I would actually listen to like in an audible book. Mm -hmm. Um, and we didn't have the, I don't think we had the account, back back then i think i was like in my personal audible account and we had like books that were recommended that were that we'd like float around the office but but basically what i would do I'd, I'd wear it you know an undershirt even though it was like a little bit hotter in the summer yeah. wearing two shirts um but this was you know pre-airpod so i would have my my corded this is little like earbuds really pre even like bluetooth yeah yeah <laughs> back then you had a wire to like a what like they, wait what you that? didn't have a big megaphone no um you know so yeah so i'd have the wires and i just i'd have one that i would pop out in between doors and and i would i would typically listen to like just a good quality book like mm -hmm. you know i'd listen to a, a be obsessed or be average that i've gone through uh you know a bunch of times and and i just listen to that in between doors um just really to help keep me focused and and keep me like learning and, and educated while i was on the doors and then, you know, I'd basically knock the door and I'd slip, slip it thing, in and yeah, into that next they'd layer. They'd never know. Yeah. So. I've, I've done a few things. So I've done that. Mm -hmm. um, I personally, I, I prefer like a, a podcast or something like that if I'm going to mm -hmm. listen to something. Yeah. I listen to my pitch or like recordings of other yeah. people's pitches. Uh, the biggest thing for me, and, and this is, you got to figure it on your own. But like for me, the thing that worked the most was when I first started, it was just. I'd go over the pitch in between every door. Yeah. Like I said I, earlier, I kept it on me. And mm -hmm. so I would just go over the pitch between every door. Right. Um, and then as I got a little bit better and advanced, you know, as I was keeping track of objections and all those things. If I got stopped at a certain point, in my pitch, I'd, st I'd look back I go, when I finished that door, I'd look through my pitch and see where I got stopped. Mm -hmm. Did I say it the way I need to say it? Did I say that I mess up the words Did I mess up my tone? Like, what was I doing? And a lot of my time spent in between doors was like analyzing myself. Yeah. Which I think, and we'll probably talk about it, but I think that's a super, like probably one of the most important skills you can develop in the right. field is the ability to like analyze yourself. So, oh yeah. And then I would work on like, as I got better at the pitch and more comfortable with that, it mm -hmm. was, okay, I got stopped this objection. It's not what I said. It's not the pitch that I'm messing up with now. It's that objection. So I'd, 
Yeah. I drill my response for that objection three, four times and then go hit the next door. Totally. Yeah. Couple of things I, I, I want to unpack there because there was some there's some really good stuff there. Um, number one, that that idea of, of listening to a recorded pitch. So it, it could be your pitch, it could be, you know, grab Peter's pitch, you know, grab Eric's pitch, grab one of your manager's pitches. Um, basically somebody that's that's pitching better than you are. If there's and a recording of it, it's probably worth listening to. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And and listen to that in between the doors. Like that'll I mean, that alone can take your pitch to, to the next level. Like when you're when you're in that moment and you're able to like analyze in real time and have some sort of like feedback loop to, to really gauge where you're at, that that's great. So um, I'd encourage everybody uh, everybody to, to, to do that. Um, the other one that you had mentioned was just kind of breaking down those objections and, and drilling those objections. So it's one of the things I recommend and, and one of the things I did, which was like you have a notebook um, or, you know, or your, your iPad or, or whatever, however you're taking notes, um, whatever's and, and same work. Right? Yeah. Same for you. I don't recommend the, the phone necessarily, unless you have it on like airplane mode or yeah, the temptation. even do not disturb. Yeah. You, you might, it, you might be tempted with like social media or something, even someone if you're not might, getting, someone might text you or something. Yeah. Right. Important. Yeah. So, so I would, I would recommend avoiding that. Um, and maybe just having a little notebook or something or, uh, uh even like a card, you know, that you're tracking like a note card and track the objections that you're getting and, and just put a little tally, you know, next to each one. And you can probably, you can probably drill down all the objections you get to just a, a handful really. And, and they'll come in a variety of different forms, but it's more or less going to be but the, they're all the, the same. same. There's probably right? three to six common objections you're going to get. If you have a pitch that's consistent, mm-hmm. you're going to get the same three to five, six objections yep. totally. that are, they're going to all look at different yeah. forms be phrased differently but they're yeah. all the same and then and then you'll have you'll have some empirical you know data to, to go through and you can be yeah. like oh yeah no i got this objection you know 10 times and the next most common one was you know four so obviously this one that i'm getting more often is what i really need to to hammer and then and then you'll see that you know that starts to shift and then that that one that you weren't getting um well one you're just the amount that you're getting or that you can't overcome will decrease so not the amount that you get per se but the the amount that you can't overcome will go down and then you just keep drilling away those objections that you can't and and i actually i took it a step further as i got more advanced um i started mapping out when i got the objection Mm, yeah so in my pitch when am i getting this right which which part of your pitch is weak exactly and this is probably you know this is more down the line but i i got to a point where and and you want to be at this point i think where i wanted certain objections to come out i wanted the customer to engage with those objections sure but i was controlling that yeah i got to a point where okay i'm gonna give my pitch and you're gonna ask me this question with this objection at Mm -hmm. this part of my pitch and it was almost like their objection was part of my pitch right um, and I only got to that point because I kept track of this data, right? Right. I would map out how many objections I was getting, what were mm-hmm. they, and doing all the stuff you just talked about. Yeah. And then starting to figure out where they put that. Yeah. So I could prepare and, and have it all set. Totally. Yeah. And just to get super, super practical for everybody uh, listening here, uh, number one, you know, when you're, when you're taking down those objections, like you can go to number one, V3 University. Um, that's a great, resource we have again more or less all the objections that that you're going to face or 
I should say all the common uh, objections. You always get some weird oddball thing. Um, but you know, the other option is call your, your assistant manager, you know, call your, call your manager, um, call one of the more senior reps on the team. Um, I know a lot of teams are using like Voxer or, or group me or, or whatever, you know, it'd be a good idea to just be like, Hey, I got this. I don't really know yeah, what to throw say. It out who there. can, who can help crowdsource the idea. Yeah. You know, and V3U is, is awesome. Um, and, and the cool thing I like about how we've, we've handled, especially the objection videos in there is we've got multiple successful managers have it that have their responses and how they handle the same objection. So you can mm-hmm. see, you know, four or five, uh, of our top reps, in the company, yeah, how they handle the same objections. And there's going to be a lot of similarities, yeah. but, uh, there's some differences and there may be some, you know, that you like more than others that, that fit your, yeah. your style better. Right. Um, and you gotta, one thing you gotta understand too, is your style is going to start to come out in your pitch as you, as you become more consistent. Yeah. Um, but one thing I think is important is we have all these tools and all this, this, this content for you that's available but ultimately it's still going to come down to like that's not the cure-all right like just because you have a video and see how you can go through an objection you still have to go practice that objection a million times you still have to get it you know said to you by a a customer in the home right you know 25 times before you even feel comfortable with how to handle it yeah watching these videos is just a simply it's it's going to help you get through that learning curve faster mm-hmm. but it's not it's not going to solve all the problems until you actually get out there and, and yeah put it into practice no totally yeah I, I just recently i read a book on on like negotiation and just same ideas like there's just some principles that are that are counterintuitive and the same is is probably true for a lot of people coming into sales is there's just there's counterintuitive things uh, or processes or, or things that you say and you have to get in those reps, you know, on on the doors or in the homes or, you know, whatever whatever the heck it is to really get that get that muscle developed or get that you know reflex really developed. Um, one of the other things I I would suggest too, and this is this is definitely going a little bit more like meta here, but um, you know, as you're as you're going down and you're getting more advanced, so new reps just go on mute for a second. Ignore. Yeah, yeah, ignore. Them. Skip, um, but skip <laughs> yeah, three, three seconds. Um, but no, just really like breaking down the sales, you know, process and, and understanding like, like you had mentioned, yeah, you can go through V3 university and see these managers pitches, uh, or, or objection handling. And there's, there's variations to, to all of them. Right. Um, as they say, there's more than one way to skin a cat, but realizing the, the underlying like strategy there or, or the underlying almost like psychology of, of what's going on. Um, getting to that point is a really big milestone. So like if you're not at that point, you, you want to get there. So that's where you, where you learn, um, you know, Eric did a training. It's actually in V3 university, the four levels of yeah. the pitch. And he, and he talks about how you get to like, you know, level, level three, level four, really. And you're almost like speaking another language. It's a whole new. You're, you become fluent in in sales, right. sales ease, right? Yep, exactly. And that's to be totally like, to, yeah. To be totally honest, that's where it becomes crazy fun. Yeah. Like when you know a different language. I, I my parents, so my parents were kind of anti me getting in a door to door. When I did it with my brother, they were fine because it was me and my brother, and it was sure. they, we did it for the summers, and it was yeah. kind of like an end in sight. And now, as I've made it a career, they, they, at first they were like kind of anti. Now mm-hmm. they're 
totally on board because um, I see what an awesome company V3 is and, and what I've become. But um, I was talking to my dad the other day, actually, and he was asking me about some sales things. I had just gotten done. Mm. I was driving home, tra- just trained to rep. And I told him a few things I do on a door. And he's like, that's brilliant. <laughs> like, how did you get that? I was like, no, I, I just figured this out by like doing this so many times where I was right. telling him, I was like, I speak another language when I'm on a door. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you have to kind of become a, a different person on the door. If this isn't like if being a, a people person and talking to someone sure. is not your natural thing. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't be crazy right. successful at this. Totally. It's just, well, but that, that's when it becomes fun yeah. and you become that fluent. You've got your own personality to what the pitch is. Mm-hmm. And the only way you do that is through exposure, through reps, like you said. hundred percent. Yeah. And, and you're right. Like I, like when I was, when I was young, I was, I was pretty, you know, introverted. And, and so getting into sales was, um, that, that was tough. That was definitely stepping out of the comfort zone, but, but it's funny, you know, because I, I recruited, um, a good number of, of my friends, you know, some of them are, are working at V3 right now, um, as, as reps and, you know, the, the people that I would recruit that were, you know, I'm like, no, this guy, he's going to kill it because this is like, this is the life of the party guy, like super, yeah. super social, super good at talking to people. And they just they fall on their they face, fall on their face. Yeah. and and a, a big part of that I think is just a really a lack of like work ethic, you know they they think like I've essentially given up natural on, charisma, yeah, on being able to identify who's going to do well and right. who's not, yeah, because you get those guys that have the natural charisma and they kill it, mm-hmm. and then you get like your example totally. and they fall on their face, yeah. Yeah. and the people who you don't think can even talk to a stranger, sure, like yeah, yeah, you see so so often reps that like, <laughs> you know they're you you meet them they come in and and you're like yeah no are, this is an interview are you gonna are you gonna talk like you can say some words too and then and then something like sparks and you're like all right well they they seem like they've you know they've gone through some stuff they've got probably a good work ethic you know let's give them a shot and they go out and they they do well and yeah. it's like man who, who would well, have thought it's because they take those principles that we teach you know, the the routine and and kind of that that equation for success and they they stick to it. You mm-hmm. know? They go and they work the hours and they put in time in V3U and they put in time in front of their mirror. Right. I love it when I hear someone saying like, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to JD down mm-hmm. in the yeah. Ranch Cucumunga office. Shout out to Mr. Cooey. Shout out. And uh, he was, he was talking about how he was trying to get his girlfriend to come, come join for, uh, come sell. Oh yeah. And, and she's got her whole career path and he's yeah. like, no, well, Alicia's come sell with me during this tournament that we got going on right <laughs> yeah. now. Shout out to the heist. He's like trying to get right. some some bonus points from That's her. That's great. And the way he he framed it to her was, no, you don't get it. Like you know the pitch. Right. I've said it to you so, you so many much. times yeah. that you know it. And her response was, yeah, that's why I don't want to do this. I'm so sick of hearing it <laughs> from you. Right. But that's, you know, shout out to JD that like just goes to show you he's put in the work. And yeah. He's he's starting to you know you see totally. his name. That's yeah. Now. That's the that's a good sign. Yeah, that, that it is. Like I love hearing that. <laughs> sick of hearing the pitch. Now she just has to start saying it. That's totally different. Yeah, totally different game. Um, yeah, I, I got. I'll, I'll reach out. I'll, I'll help you get that recruit, JD. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so, so I want to go again. Kind of the, the realization that I came to, like this plus, sorry, toy steamroller there, but this plus, um, plus that idea of just that insatiable appetite for, for knowledge and for work. Um, like, like when I started, the idea that like. I almost have like a moral imperative totally to, to set these guys up. And like when I walk away from a home, if I don't, if I lose a sale or if I don't close that deal, it's like, I feel 
yeah, I feel guilty. I feel bad. Yeah. You know like, what? That's funny. So I just got done talking. Uh, I was with a rep in the field the other day and talked about this very idea. Right. Because, um, you know, they say they're not interested or whatever. If they say they're not interested in me in the first 15 seconds, I haven't even started my job yet. Yeah. And and they, you know, reps will ask me, like, how do you get through that that, <laughs> that well? Like, you just didn't even hear it. Well, yeah. Yeah, I can't hear it that way. Like, totally. If I walk off the door because I said not interested five seconds after I said hello. It's not even a real. I haven't done anything. No. They don't yeah. even know what they're not interested in. And yeah. And Which I, I almost laugh like when, when I would get that. Like when, when right away they're like, I'm not interested. Or, yeah, and I'm like, like, well, like you don't even know what I'm doing here. Yeah. What, yeah. So you, you, know, you, yeah, you some keep. days when I'm feeling a little brass, I'll, I'll say like, what are you not interested in? Yeah. Say, but totally. You yeah. don't want to be a punk. But that, yeah, that can easily that, that veer off. Quickly. But I've, yeah, I've been there we'll, as well. well We'll scratch that. But right. um, <laughs> no, and one thing I was going to say is, and even with like the not interested objection or, you know, soliciting signs or whatever is you want to be respectful of people, but you also have to totally. have like the EQ, that social intelligence of reading that situation, which you develop as you do this more Yeah. of like, no, that they're just saying that to get me off their door. I'm going to keep going. I got my job is to keep pitching. Yeah. And what I tell reps all the time that have an issue with like the not interested objection or whatever is no, your job is is genuinely not to find the people interested in this. Because right. to be honest, if they were interested, they'd either already have it on their roof or they would have reached out to us. Yep. Right. And so our job is to find the people that we can take through the process. And and the only way we find those people is by explaining how we do this. Mm-hmm. And so when I see a no soliciting sign, it's, hey, no reason. Yeah, I'm, I'm just actually just here about the utilities and I'm going to jump right into what we're doing. Right. Uh, not interested. I'm not going to listen to that. Yeah, I'm here about the utilities. I And I feel, I genuinely feel and act like I have an important job and an important message that mm-hmm. you guys got to hear to get you get you away from, you know, your your typical utility company, PG&E, right. SE, whatever, and help you get a better option. Mm-hmm. And, and when I... For me, when that mindset kind of changed, I was able to get through those objections before. But when my mindset changed, I was able to just fly. Just, like yeah, I didn't ever notice them, them. Blow them out of the water. Right. Yeah. And so you want to, you know, there's times where I see people with no soliciting sign and they're total jerks to me. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, you know what? Like, you're not my customer today. Right. I'll come back to you another day and I'll right. sell you. But sure. today, whatever. Yeah. Like, I'll try it. And you just got to keep going. But. Yeah, you just you just push through and you learn yeah. how to handle those situations. Those right. become comfortable in that uncomfortable. Yeah, and and understand that you have a you have an awesome job and being able to bring this product this service to people. Right, and it's yeah you're doing a disservice if you don't do a good job. Totally. Yeah, yeah. One um I uh, let let's go through like kind of one more round here as far as like tips and and you know tactics go. Um. But again, high level guys, if, if you're just, if you're just kind of not, it's not a big deal to you. It's, it's casual and you're just assumptive and and you're taking people through that process. Like you're, you're going to make headway. And then it's just a matter of, of getting the reps in. Um, but just in terms of like, just general overview on, on how to handle objections, like, you know, again, and this, this was one as a new rep. I, I'm sure everybody kind of knows this and, and is utilizing it. Um, hopefully if you're not really strong on, on overcoming objections, but it's feel felt found, you know, it's, it, it's easy to remember it. It's like if, if you're on the you know doors and somebody hits you with an objection and you're like, Oh shoot, what do I, what do I say? 
feel felt found boom feel felt and found. and just you you roll it out totally understand how you it's feel still my go-to yeah, judy yeah right judy yeah. down the street she felt the same way it's what she found um so, so that's obviously a good one to, to keep in your back pocket um i'd suggest getting some reps in on that too on on, on the doors you know uh, uh, mentally go through you know at the end of the day kind of what objections you got and then how would i have used feel felt found in this situation and just make it make it second nature for you um obviously you know acknowledge respond redirect um that that's contextual based on kind of what objection you're getting yeah um one of the other tips and, and i want to see if, if you have anything specifically but i was always a big fan of just you know hey listen um i'm not here to waste your time you know i definitely don't want to waste my time uh, yeah if, if the numbers don't make sense if, if this doesn't work for you guys no hard feelings I'm on my way. You don't ever have to see my face again. Because genuinely, if if it doesn't make sense, if the numbers don't work, I, why am I going to go back? Like, maybe if we hit it off and we want to... Totally. And I, know, I use it all the time to create urgency almost, right? Right. Like, well, when it gives the impression that if you if you phrase it the right way, it gives the impression that you're very busy. And, and we try to do that a lot with appointment settings, you know, getting in homes, whatever it is. So when you're like, listen, I don't want to waste your time. I, I respect you but I, I definitely don't want to waste my time. Like my time is really valuable. You know, you, I, I know you've made some jokes on this. Like, Hey, you're just sitting at home today. It's a Saturday. What are you doing? Get your life. No. Um, but no, you're like I'm, I'm, yeah, you're just barbecuing. I've got a job to do. Um, so yeah, no, but genuinely I'm very, I'm very busy. So I don't want to waste my time here. Yeah. And, and that, that a lot of times will kind of break down some of those barriers, uh, with people, but sorry, what? No, uh, so that's, that's good. So, um, kind of going through that really quick. The feel felt found is still one of my go-tos. I totally, actually yeah. use it for even building value before, if I don't even have an objection, you know, um, uh, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Axel, I, you know, we're setting an appointment or whatever. Sure. Um, you know, we'll, we'll look at these numbers. A lot of the homeowners here have, have kind of felt the same way that you have, even if they're no, not giving an objection, totally. right? Yeah. What they found is when we're able to help them out or if we're able to do this for you, it, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Right. And they're like, well, our neighbors are doing it. This is kind of getting along with that. You know, they're, they're yeah, buying into They're the, talking the themselves process, right? into it. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, treating your, understanding your time is valuable. Mm-hmm. Um, I use that a lot with trying with, uh, yeah, I use a lot when I'm at the end of my pitch to get that bill or get that appointment. Yeah. Is look, hey, I don't want to waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. Um, if this doesn't work out, like after I send in this information, I, are you okay with me just texting you to let you know that it doesn't make sense? I'm not going to, I'm totally. not going to show up yeah. for a five minute conversation to tell right. you that we can't help you. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah, totally. Perfect. If it does make sense, um, I'll be back over here tomorrow at six 30 mm-hmm. and I'll have the information, blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. Um, then they know like if I show up, there's a reason I'm showing up. Totally. Yeah. Right. Now, um, now for, for new reps, just, I, I would be very careful with that cause you, you have to be really skilled. Um, Thanks. You have to be really skilled through that whole entire pitch and, and, and through that entire process and setting that appointment to set that type of uh, uh, an appointment that can easily for an inexperienced rep turn into a really soft appointment. Right. If, yeah, if you're just like, hey, let me can. text you if it makes or if it doesn't make sense. And then, yeah, and then I'll come by if it does. Like so. So you want to make sure that you're like your appointment setting is, is freaking nails and it's dialed in, um, if you're going to go that route, but that's a, that's a great, you know, great tip yeah. that, that these guys can use. My, on the doors. 
my last big tip that I tell a lot of reps, and it, it's kind of along with just your generic like knowledge, respond, redirect. But if and if you haven't read How to Win Friends and Influence People, this is how I got good at objections. Mm-hmm. Like it, I read that book, and it just changed like my whole mindset on approaching and talking to people. Um, but and it, it's may seem like a weird way to phrase it, but I just tell people to be a human. Yeah, um, it's bizarre but like right. if you if you just start to identify and recognize how to talk to a person mm-hmm. um you know that's why acknowledge respond redirect and feel felt found are so good because right. yeah i i totally get it sally you know you're talking to a customer i i, I understand that you know we don't want to go we don't want to go solar because we're moving into f- out of the house in five years oh that makes sense why would you want to buy or whatever, if it's going to be, you know, an ROI of 10 years for you, whatever it may be for you guys, whatever, why would you do this? And, and you just kind of start to resonate with them. Yeah. Understand where they're coming from. I've always looked at, you know, sales, especially with this at V3 is I'm not here to combat and go against them and see who wins, who's got the, the better skill. Yeah. I'm trying to get on their side and, and kind of walk them to the finish right. line. Yeah. And like, hey, we're, we're on your team. Here. Yeah, we're on your team, yeah. right? And if I'm combating against them, that's how I know I'm doing it wrong. Right. Um, and I learned all this from, from how to win friends and influence people and just exposure and experience. But just be a human. Right. You know, give your pitch. I give the pitch the same way to every single door. It's like a broken record. Yep. Um, but it's what works. And I yeah. say the same thing for all the objections. And one of the reasons I do it that way is when a customer talks to me, I don't have to think about what I'm going to say. Yeah. I can. It's reflexive, and I can start to respond. Yeah. To well, what you you saying. can read them. Right? I can you read can, them. You can take it, the time to read body language, totally tone, it, all that. Yeah, yeah. It frees up my my mental yeah. space to not worry about what I'm saying, but to worry about what they're saying. Yeah. And and how to, you know, how do I, you know, how do I curate what I need to say to them in right. a way that's going to actually get across? Yeah. Them? For sure. That's that's way. I mean, that's that's level four pitching. You know, yeah. On, on Eric's four levels, but that's that's for me was the biggest tip was just be a human. And right. as soon as I started, just hey, let's have fun. You right. say the same thing, have a good pitch. It's consistent, sure. but just talk to a person. Yeah. Yeah. No. The 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 EQ piece of that, like that's that's super important. And and, and I know you said, you know, that that you're you're repetitive and it's like a, a broken record. Um, but you're, you're doing that, but you're doing that with a lot of, you know, charisma and a lot of personality. So yeah, it's then not, there's intention behind it, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 But even just like, like labeling, you know, when, when people have concerns, just it, it's funny how disarming that can be. Like if, if somebody has some kind of an issue with, you know, well, yeah, the neighbors down the street, they got this big true up bill, you know, and just like, like literally labeling it, repeating it back to him. Like, yeah, no. It's, so it seems like you guys are really worried about this this problem. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you you understand. You get me. You get it. Yeah. I always right. just make a joke. You mean you don't want to you know you don't want to spend thirty grand right. on solar and then have a two thousand yeah. dollar bill later? Yeah. Does that sound fun? That doesn't make sense to me. Right. What? Yeah. That's weird. Okay. Totally. Fine. Yeah. But yeah, oh, yeah. no. It's it, it's getting to that that point where you know. And for me, what I did was I legitimately would just talk to people like hop in an uber and i'd make myself talk to the driver right <coughs> excuse me or that's yeah. talk to someone in the grocery line bingo that that was that was what i did um and like i said i was i was, I was pretty introverted so you know fun, it was funny because i i had trouble just like just having like the the pitch and all that i could get but just having like 
casual like rapport banter I kind of I kind of struggle with and so that's exactly what I did is I I would go to grocery stores like on Sundays and I would just like cruise the aisles we are that's it's yeah and so many I mean there's so many weird things I could tell you that I've did did on the doors to get good at this right We're, we're joking around but I legitimately would would talk to dogs you know, if I knocked on a door and Dr. nobody Doolittle was home over here, yeah, <laughs> don't worry about it. No, I, I, um, if a dog came to the door or whatever, yeah. I would, I would pitch the dog. Right. I, I did so many different out of the box things just to figure out how to, to get there. Sure. When I was a so, new rep. So you're saying like if, if a homeowner's not home, not home and their like dog comes to the, you know, the yeah. window, whatever, I yeah, just yeah, sit totally. there and try to keep the, the dog's you're attention. Like, he looks like a decision maker. Yeah. Like. You, you're the homeowner, right? <laughs> right. Perfect. Yeah. No, that's perfect. No. Yeah. And. And just to just to get those reps in, like, just to just get the to, reps in, just to be in front of a door, pitching and getting comfortable in that space, and hopefully the dog's barking so I can practice with the distraction. Yeah, right? exactly. Or just you know, I would spend five or ten minutes talking to a renter on whatever. Yep. Get my pitch out. They're like, "Oh, that sounds awesome. Sorry, I can't help you out." Yeah. Well, renters always want to sign up. Yeah, they like, always want to sign up. Can we? Do Every this? single renter would sign yeah. up if they could. But I would pitch them to practice. Yeah. I wouldn't waste time, or I'd you know. If it was a slow day, I'd spend five or ten minutes just trying to talk to somebody. Yep. Just so I could get comfortable with, hey, I'm on your doorstep. Now 100%. it's yeah. It's it's funny how how comfortable I am walking up to any random strange door. I don't I'm yeah. not that person who texts you and says, Hey, I'm here. Right. Because I'm not afraid of any door anymore. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like hundred percent. Yeah. Well and you get to the point too, and again, you know, just uh disclaimer here we're, we're not advocating you waste time talking to renters or dogs um, or, or dogs <laughs> um maybe, maybe the dogs but no <laughs> um but you know this, as a new rep you know trying to get those reps in trying trying to learn um totally talk to the renters talk to the dogs um i you know and and i i would do this even with like if you have to do like some kind of presentation or because one of the things that i did a little bit of early on was like toastmasters just to get comfortable um, like, cause I, I like to go to the extreme, right? So if I'm, if I'm a little uncomfortable on a door in front of one person or, or, or a couple, yeah. like, let me get in a room in front of like 15 people and like, and you do know, this. do something I'm, I'm uncomfortable with. And, uh, so, so that was one thing. The other thing was just like, like you mentioned pitching, I wouldn't pitch strangers dogs, but I'd like pitch my own dogs. And if I lost their attention midway through the pitch, I'm like, Oh, I need to work on that. Like I need to have you know, and not like over the top, but like, I need to have like the energy and, and the, the tone yeah. to keep this little, you know, yeah, if you can get the little, little side nod from the head bingo. of the dog, you the know, side you're, nod, you're, you're locked yeah. in. <laughs> exactly. What Axel wasn't telling you is you pitched a few, I've pitched a few dogs. Day. Yeah, clearly. Axel would just keep biscuits in his pockets. He didn't, he that's, didn't right. mention that. that's why the <laughs> dog stayed. He's that's right. Yeah. Um, awesome. Uh, Let's take a quick break. Sounds good. Yeah. Because we're coming up. <laughs>